0: This is Revisiting Haven. Hey there, Haven fans. This is Amy J. with Amy S. today. Say hi, Amy. Hi there. Uh, Today, Canada has just recently finished season four of Haven, and so we're going to be talking about uh, the finale, because that was mind-blowing, wasn't it? Another cliffhanger, mind-blowing Haven finale, season finale. Definitely, definitely. But before that, some exciting Haven news that occurred over the weekend. Uh, go ahead, Amy.
1: You could tell oh, me about that. I'm sorry, to mean to interrupt. Well, uh-huh. as most of the Haven fans may have seen, uh, Lucas Bryant was named E News Hottie of the Week. So, uh, applause out to all the Haven fans who voted him. Kudos, some definitely power voters on twitter who are haven fans havenites troublemakers whatever name we want to they wish to go by who definitely put in a ton of votes and there were those of us who voted just here and there when we could we could yeah i voted uh, but they yeah they put together an organized campaign had it on tumblr had it all over twitter so kudos to them man they got him named e-news holiday of the week absolutely and all the
0: all the credit goes to All Lucas Bryant fans, uh, Haven fans, you guys did an amazing job. I was on Twitter, and just my timeline was flooded with Hottie of
1: the Week. So I know you were voting. Uh, It was nice, all those photos that they attached. Um, I just kind of put words in my tweet. But so many of them included photos and a reason. Very creative.
0: Well done all around. Definitely shows the power of Haven fans. Um, I do think they're trying to get Eric Balfour as a Hottie of the Week. So Yeah,
1: now the thing, the one thing Hotty of the Week does, it does get Haven on uh, E! News nationally televised for, you know, 30 to 60 seconds when they announce it and all over their Twitter account. Um, so it was great publicity, but I don't know. Some people are trying to get Eric Balfour now. I've seen some votes for Dwight. I've heard some talk about Emily, but maybe we should, if the fans might want to spread it out a bit, because the show's not going to air for another six or seven months. I don't know. I'm just, it's a thought. It's
0: definitely a thought, and, you know, know, depending on who organizes the campaigns, guys, think about that. Maybe do it once a month or something, whatever it is. uh, I will definitely vote for Hottie of the Week. week? (laughs) (laughs) I'm all for it. Uh, They are beautiful people, so I have no problem uh, voting for them.
1: Yeah, everybody on Haven really is a Hottie of the Week, right? Yes,
0: yes. In other news, Comic-Con San Diego 2014 Pre-registration has completed. So, unfortunately, I was not in attendance to Comic-Con last year, so I was not eligible for this. Amy, I
1: don't think you were either, right? No, I'm not eligible for any uh, badge purchasing uh, that went um, that happened this weekend. Right, so, if you were lucky enough
0: to pre-reg and got a ticket, congratulations, kudos to you. I heard Saturday pre-reg sold out, uh, preview night sold out, from what I heard. Um, so any Haven fans that pre-registered congratulations I'm pretty sure uh, I'd be so surprised if Haven was not present at Comic Con I'm pretty sure they will be there they will have some kind of presence we'll always check with E1 I'll send them something to see if what their presence will be the, chances are they won't know anything more until we get a little closer to Comic Con but if you did not get tickets do not panic do not fear. One, we don't know when the panel is going to happen. So you may have to buy tickets for all four days. Okay. Um, take your chances. Take your chances. It's going to be a crapshoot. Um, but there's another period open for you. It's open Thanks. registration. Okay. We talked in the last podcast about this. Open registration. You need to have a member ID. So go to uh, Google search San Diego Comic-Con, log in. Get an account and a member ID. You need that. Unlike New York Comic Con, you can't get it off eBay. This is a very difficult uh, convention to get tickets for, so might as well follow the steps.
1: Yeah, and Amy, the website is comic-con.org. Comic-con.org. I will have it on the site.
0: You can click the link from there uh, if you didn't get it. But once again, it's comic-con.org.
1: Yes, and there's a obviously you just kind of navigate, but there is a link in the right corner to get your ID if you don't have one already, and you just sign up. And then I think, uh, Amy, that allows you to uh, get it into the purchasing of badges when they do the next round of sales, right? Yeah, yeah. So the thing is,
0: you need to actually be in a waiting room. You get in, you get into this waiting room, and then the system randomly sorts you into an order. So even if your first
1: one there you may not be in the order for first one to buy tickets. So it's a virtual uh, waiting room, just kind of when you used to stand in line in person and they'd pass out random number wristbands with random number uh, ordering. Yep, exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So you may, again, not get tickets at that time. Don't Don't panic. panic. So now two things have passed. You still don't have tickets. There's one last chance. It's called uh, uh, badge repurchasing. Okay. It's a third opportunity when people who decided they don't want it or something have returned their badges, gotten their refund. Badges will go on sale again. So there are two opportunities for you here. Open registration, which is your best
1: bet. If at all, there's a bet. And then badge repurchasing opportunity. Okay, so all is not lost for those of us who didn't uh, qualify to even purchase badges over this past weekend. Exactly, exactly. and. All is not lost if you
0: don't get a badge, period.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, yep. E1 may be doing something for fans
1: outside of Comic-Con. Yeah, maybe like the nerd. They did that nerd panel last year. There may be um, a nerd panel. Or maybe there'll be something in addition to that or in, replace, uh, in place of that. Yeah.
0: Now, this is all uh, us speculating, okay? I don't, again, have connection to E1 or anything like that. But they did this last year. So I'd be surprised if they didn't do something like this for fans this year.
1: Right. And we know that Sci-Fi and E1, you know, everybody's just committed to 26 episodes. So I don't think that uh, they'll not have the show represented at Comic-Con. They're going to want to promote, excuse me, promote those two seasons that they've got coming that will be airing. So I can't imagine they would not do that at Comic-Con.
0: And you know what? I'm just thinking off the top of my head. But it doesn't even, there's nothing that says that Haven fans can't get together at Comic-Con. Whether oh, you have a fun. ticket or not, why don't we get together and put something, I don't know, anybody familiar with the San Diego area? Let's see if we can't take a bar and get together and just all chat and show yeah. some love for our favorite show.
1: That would be awesome. There's tons to do down in the area. It's down there on the harbor in San Diego, uh, the Gaslamp District, the Convention Center, the San Diego Harbor. It's a beautiful area. Um, it's right there at Petco uh, Baseball Stadium where San Diego Padres play. It would be very easy to find a place to get together you know, the Haven fans who made it to the panel and those of us who maybe want to be there but don't have badges. Yeah, so um, I think, I think I uh, will, anybody interested in helping to put
0: together a Haven gathering for San Diego Comic-Con 2014, email me, tweet me, do something, get at me. Uh, maybe we can put something together. I'm going to see what I can do. Always okay, love I hanging out with people, so...
1: Yeah, and a couple of the the, um, Haven uh, fans that I talked to on Twitter have mentioned the same thing. So um, I think the thought's already out there as well, so that would be amazing.
0: Yeah, so Haven fans, we'll all get together during Comic-Con. Tickets or no tickets. We can all just have some fun. Awesome. And so with that, though, let's talk about the madness of season four finale. Oh, my gosh. Where to start? (laughs) It was Sean Pillar had said uh, about the finale that we would never
1: see this end coming. Right. And He's right. Yeah, he's right. Well, on the one hand, I didn't really see it ending that way, but it, kind of, it was kind of playing out right up to the last minute or so that they were getting rid of William and the troubles were going to be gone and all was going to be right in Haven. But then when you think about it, there's no way it could end that easily or that simply, right? Yeah, and but the the
0: thing is, you you imagine separately these things happening, right? That Mara could come back, mm-hmm. that William could disappear, right? You don't expect it all to happen at the same time. Yeah, like within the last twenty seconds or so of the episode. <laughs> right. So let's before we go to the beginning and, and look at these episodes. William's gone. We don't know what's going on with Jennifer. Right. Duke is. Bleeding from the eyes, okay, that was really gross. That was gross and doesn't bode well for him. Very disturbing. And Audrey seems to have disappeared, and we have Mara.
1: Oh, my gosh, I have so many thoughts on all this. Oh, and and Dave was shot. Yeah, but he seemed to be like he was going to be okay. But you're right, that was another casualty. Dave was shot. Let's not I mean, that. so yeah. many things happened in those last moments. And, and Dave almost went into the, the hole himself, remember, uh... Dwight and Vince and uh, Nathan had to save him. What was pulling him in? Well, he said he's he's like compelled to go into the um, into the abyss or over the over the uh, line and through the door, whatever term I should be using. That there's something that compels him, even though he doesn't want to do it. As Haven always does, it leaves us hanging. We don't know. <laughs> we don't
0: know. But before we get to the end, let's start at the beginning. Uh, episode four twelve. If you've read the, the review from the site uh, for the episode, 412, I got to say, kudos definitely goes to uh, Jane
1: Eastwood, Gloria. Yeah. yeah. Phenomenal job. Yeah, she went from our snarky uh, Emmy that we all love, and she's so funny, and she doesn't take crap from anybody to this, uh, you know, grandmother and stepmother who's very loving, very concerned about her family, doesn't want to lose her family members, of course. I mean, she just took it to a whole nother level we didn't even see coming. You know what's interesting is that I think we got more backstory on Gloria than we have on Nathan. Oh, that's well, yeah, that's a good point. I just
0: thought about that. As you were describing, I was like, wow, we know all this about her.
1: Yeah, we learned to, um, you know, that she uh, was married for 20 years and um, – Aaron was her stepson and Lincoln was her, you know, step-grandson. And and we learned about her family history, that one of the Crocker ancestors killed one of her ancestors and ended ended her family's trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, We learned that she researched the troubles and that uh, terrible influenza spell that was in the early 1900s, if I remember. 1901. Yeah, so we did learn a lot about Gloria.
0: Yes, yeah. And, you know, my love for her as a character has only grown. I hope that was not the last we've seen of her. No, she's an awesome addition
1: to the cast if they're able to keep her around.
0: You know, if she doesn't stay, i got to say there's something about being a coroner in Haven uh-huh. <laughs> that, yeah, there's just no good job
1: security. <laughs> there just isn't. We've gone through three. Well, they didn't kill Luke Casey, so in theory he could come, he could come back, Luke Casey. He could, but the, the stress got to him.
0: <laughs> so I don't know if he'd come back. And maybe he'll
1: come back, but without the neighbor's cats, who knows? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and what a trouble that we had to deal with. Oh, yeah. Baby cries, somebody dies. Yeah. yeah. That was terrible. Well, William was the one who turned it into a baby crying, right? Initially, it didn't happen until they were 12 or 13, the men in the family. And, and by then, they could have kind of taught them what it means and how they cannot cry. But, of course, with the infant, you, you're, you can't teach an infant.
0: He used his uh, trouble-augmenting powers and changed it up. Oh, yes. But we did learn about the uh, the troubles, in a sense. I I thought that was really cool uh, on how that happened, meaning that Audrey and William created the troubles. We knew that. Right. But that there is a science behind it.
1: Yes. You know, they take that ball of goo and get their hand blackened with that, and then they touch a person, and that's how they trouble them. But that they also create complementary troubles. Mm-hmm. Like they have to have it in their mind what kind of trouble they're going to get them when they put their hand on them was kind of how I interpreted it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, complimentary troubles, yeah. It wasn't just willy-nilly that they were doing these things. They were
1: essentially scientists. Well, there's even that, that William says to Audrey it's more um, art than science, Um when he asks her to trouble Nathan and there's six balls of goo this time she says why are there six and he says well isn't if i'm remembering correctly no, he so, yeah that's the scene well it's more art than science
0: right so it, it, and you got it from the fact that you know the first time it didn't really take mm-hmm. um which you know when it didn't
1: take my heart broke that poor mom oh that was just terrible way i mean hayden has some pretty Gruesome storylines. <laughs> uh, the mom died. Right F- there. Didn't she just drop right there? She did. She did. Yeah. How awful.
0: It, my heart My heart goes out to that family because, I mean, that was rough. If you want to see the troubles affecting someone,
1: this episode yeah. did it. And it, all generations because they had the baby and the parents and then the grandparents with uh, Gloria and her husband. Um, so we had, you know, three generations. I thought they did a good job of depicting a trouble you know, through the ages or um, how it affects from generation to generation through families. I thought they did a a good job of kind of getting that point across. Mm -hmm. So that was uh, interesting to see.
0: And it was a nice tie back. So we we ended up discovering that Audrey was going to kind of come up with a complimentary trouble to cancel it out. Right. Didn't work. So we're going to trouble Duke.
1: Yes, because Duke kind of agrees to... Uh, well, actually, the the baby's father, Aaron, kind of comes to Duke, doesn't he? And he says, you know, trouble me, kill me. Excuse me, not trouble me. Get your trouble and kill me. So they kind of give in and do that, don't they? Duke seems to be the one
0: that has to sacrifice himself in one way, shape, or form a lot lately.
1: Yeah, he took that on willingly, if you could even say willingly. He didn't want to do it. I don't think any of them wanted to, but the whole town was going to be affected it was like kill one person or everybody dies
0: he was the reluctant hero and yeah you could definitely sense the reluctance uh based on jennifer's reaction
1: yeah she didn't want any part of it for duke because she had seen what he went through with his own brother dying and um, she's
0: not wrong i mean why does he
1: always have to be the hero it just
0: kind of was
1: I know he he was always the criminal or the crook looking out for only himself and now these we've seen a lot of these episodes lately where he's somehow gets in these positions where he's has to put the best interest of others ahead of himself and he's been struggling with that cuz that's very unduke like but he's been doing a fabulous job of it. I mean he's he saved that yeah. town how many times? Yeah, as we he talked about that in Crush, I want to say. Yeah, definitely. He's uh, he's been doing right by Haven, although he uh, we didn't see that for him like when the series first started.
0: <laughs> no, we didn't. Absolutely not. It's it's it goes to show you how this journey has gone.
1: Yeah, good Courtney. storytelling and good progression and the myth the mythology has been carrying out. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And when you talk about good storytelling, we look at the story of the Teagues and how we got some answers.
1: Yeah, well, when season three ended, we had that big reveal that Vince was the leader of the guard. Yes. And now here in the end of season four, we learned a lot more about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we learned that it's the firstborn of the Teagues who's the yeah. leader of the guard. Right, and the tattoo is his birthmark. And that's why it fades in and out. Right, and he used to be able to control it, but he wasn't able to, and that's when Jennifer, you know, it kind of all came about now in uh, 413. So um, it's interesting because that's what they used to find the key to Haven, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was like their compass yeah. of sorts. But then the, the reveal also that Dave is and, adopted.
1: Yeah, so Dave Dave wasn't going to help him find the heart of Haven, we learned. Um, and I think uh, Dave being adopted was also... Sh- well, some people said it wasn't a real shocker because something was going on with those two brothers. We kind of knew the whole time. <laughs> I knew something was going on. I
0: actually, I, I'll be honest, did not see the adoption part coming because they they did act like brothers.
1: Yeah, and, you know, they, I mean... I they are brothers they're just not blood brothers right Right, and they've always treated each other as though they were blood brothers yeah and i think that's been and they've been the characters on the show and you know they bring a lot of levity or brevity into the show and mm-hmm. um, um but they had some heavy uh, heavy storylines the last couple episodes and dave uh, not wanting to go over the into the door over the other side because we learned he's been there before wow
0: well that's the other one right uh and it's, I, I don't think it's just been there, wasn't it? That they were—he was born there.
1: Yeah, he's from the other world, so to speak. You know, he's a citizen Jennifer. of the other world. Yes. Along <laughs> with Jennifer, Audrey, and William. Right. What is this other world? Just popping out people. <laughs> and we know it's not the barn. The barn doesn't exist anymore. Um, and it is. What is it like? Where did when William fell into that hole? Where is he right now? And
0: so. My understanding, and yes. someone correct me if I'm wrong, is that this world, this place, is the in-between. Like, yeah. the barn was that safe haven that people were in, mm-hmm. and then you had the door that took you to the world, and then there was the space in-between. Like, when Audrey, when she was returning, uh, what was it, New Girl? The one before New Girl. Uh, Lost and Found, Season Lost, 4. In Season 4, Lost and Found. When Audrey a... opened that door, yes, that's the world. Yeah, the other the otherworldly door, the otherworldly yeah. door, the place that uh, we should fear. Dave has has been from the get. Do not
1: open this door. Yeah, because he's been there, and that's you know that's why he stole the adoption of files. He didn't want anybody to know about it. That this was his past. He did not want to be sent there again. And even William tried. You know, William made a couple comments. He didn't want to go there. And that if you send me there, you're going to see things worse than you've ever seen. That was the
0: interesting part, I think, when William did a 180, mm-hmm. and he's like, okay, I know, I've been in all fun and games, it's time yeah. to get serious, you do not want to open this door. Yeah, and Nathan and
1: Audrey were just like, no way, dude, you're going in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much that is, they were like, uh, yeah, no, that's not happening. You yeah, did, we're, you're not, th- we're not going down that path. <laughs> if you did the
0: crime, you are going to do the time. <laughs>
1: But there seems to be some merit in what he warned them about. There's some there's something
0: about that place which is which is interesting and I'm not I'm I'm excited to find out what is going on.
1: Uh, yes. It, it's going to be interesting to see where they're going to take this, where what's happened to our characters. I mean, Jennifer was in a bad way. Duke and like you said Audrey is Shimara 100%. It sure seems like it or is there you know, is there part of Audrey still there or is she all
0: Mara? Yeah. And, and when you think about Jennifer's last words, uh, William was right. Or oh, Dave yeah. was right. Uh, yeah. We never should have opened the door. William yeah. wasn't what we should
1: have been afraid of. What? Right. Well, yeah. Jennifer said Dave was right. We never should have opened the door. William isn't who we should have been afraid of. So for me, I, that means maybe Mara is who we should have been afraid of. I don't know if it's Mara. So what are you thinking? What's your, what's your interpretation on that one? Because Mara
0: was already kind of there in the world. It wasn't uh, who was coming. I don't think she's the big evil. I know some people think okay. that she's the big evil. My impression is she's not the big evil.
1: Well, that's my question too. because it doesn't seem is it as black and white as, you know, Mara and William created the troubles and Mara liked him. I mean, did did William coerce Mara? Did he use her? is what's what's there? There's more to this story there. just is it? You know, what, what don't we know yet? Well, it's not just that. Okay, so think
0: about this. You have William and you have Mara, and they're creating the troubles, and they're putting on all these people of Earth, mm-hmm. right? But well, they were in this other area. They were in this other world. How and why did they come over? Did they really uh, leave everything behind?
1: Well, I think Mara ended up in the barn as punishment, and they threw William through the hole back in the time— um, or through the door, and Mara didn't go through the door. She got put in the barn. Um,
0: so there's that question, too. Why the distinction? hmm And then people, apparently, who were on Earth, the Mi'kmaqs, uh, the Mi'kmaqs, uh, yes. I believe, the
1: they tribe.
0: they were familiar with this other world, the great evil, right? It was, yeah. It was Camp in the book. There. They were yes. familiar with all that. Who created the barn? That
1: was in the safe haven of the world. That was the safe haven of that bad place. Was that Agent Howard or his ancestor, Agent Howard himself, in that other era? Right. Uh, Was it the Mi'kmaq tribe because they wanted to get rid of Mara? And Dave gave the impression he didn't know Agent Howard. Right, right. So. But Agent Howard did the adoption. Yes, and he arranged Jennifer's adoption as well. I mean, we're going to have, obviously. There's lots of questions around each. So many questions, so many questions, and the interesting part is uh,
0: Mara wants William back. Well, you've lost William. You you might may
1: have lost Jennifer. Right. You need four to open the door. Yeah. Like, can you now? What's what is Jennifer's state? If they've lost her, are they just you know who's going to open the door again? Is that going to be something they're going to explore in the next season, or are they going to? make it disappear and so this whole issue disappear in another way. Cause if Jennifer is gone, you know, she was the child of ruin. She was the key. She's the only one who can read the book. I don't know. Is she coming back? Is well, uh, it's,
0: Colin it's, Ferguson coming back? I, I don't know. These are, these are questions that haven't been answered, but I can't wait well, to find
1: out. Yeah, I can't either. But you know, one thing I, that I, a little paralleled to me in my mind, like we all thought uh, Jordan was dead at the end of season three. Um, And then we didn't know it, but all of a sudden she showed up in season four, episode one. I'm wondering, I mean, they kept that secret in real life that wasn't on Twitter. They weren't talking about it. Nobody mentioned it. So, you know, something similar to that could be, could be going on with Colin or Emma. If they're coming back, it's a secret because it's, uh, they don't want to spoil what's going to happen in episode 501 or 502 or whatnot. Right. So,
0: or it may even be that they, they come back as a guest down the road after they've established something else. Because it may be that they don't go through the same door again. Maybe there's another door.
1: Yeah. Or maybe, you know, William stays on the other side and they come up with some other way to resolve everything. Right we don't really know. But one thing that I wanted to touch on that really kind of for me with, um, with um, Duke understanding Audrey's dilemma and you know, through 412 and 413, Duke didn't want Audrey to give trouble. He's like, don't do it. He was so... Against it. Yeah, and Duke was so afraid of her becoming consumed with the power and addicted to the power. It's like an addiction or a temptation. And I don't think we really saw Duke himself experienced that but that's what wade showed us so i kind of saw a little more purpose to the wade character uh, by the time we got to episode 413 because he illustrated to us uh how you become consumed with the power and the feeling and the high and you get addicted to that and duke was able to put aside i'm sure he struggled with it but he didn't succumb to it and he was afraid that audrey would succumb to that or he knew you know how uh addicting it could be for her Um, So I kind of saw more of a purpose for Wade by the time we got to episode four thirteen. You know. Well, I think I think
0: you're right in that one sense. The purpose was to show the addiction. I think the other was to that that Duke needed to lose his power. Mm -hmm. He needed to lose the trouble so that Audrey could re trouble him. Right. Um, Because it was a once you get to that point, you're like, oh, that's why he lost his powers. You're his trouble, so to
1: speak. And so Duke was kind of free. He didn't have that burden of being um, obsessed with that power or or trying to fight or struggling the good and evil and struggling against that addiction once he lost his power. Um, But then he was willing, like you said, to be the sacrificial, to pay the sacrifice and take it back to save the town.
0: Well, you Um, remember in, um, was it William? when um, Was it William? Yeah. When when, uh, Duke was uh, having the conversation with Dwight about how, you know, he should be relieved
1: Yes. Yeah, that was the end of the the episode 409, William. Was that 409? I think it it was William. And
0: so, he essentially was like, why doesn't it feel that way? Right. Basically. And it's like, he knows. The thing about this town of Haven, and I I can't remember if I said it before, if I just keep these things in my head, or if I mentioned it to you, it seems like the first two seasons were kind of about the troubles. Mm you know, And then there were sprinkling of things about that we're going to come up, right? right. The background of Audrey, uh, the Trouble's origin, yeah. everything that's going on. And then season three kind of talked about Audrey and the barn and, and, and that relationship.
1: And yeah, and the whole Colorado kid was a big part of, or key part of season three. Yeah, we learned about the barn in season three. We really didn't know anything about that in season one or two, did we? Right, no, it's kind
0: of like we're learning new things. It's like a new story is being told, but... It's connected to all the other stories. So we found out about the barn. We find out about Audrey's relation to the barn. In season four, we learn about Audrey's background. We're learning not about Mara, but we learn about Audrey and William and the troubles and the the, the story and how the um, T brothers relate to everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was key learning who Audrey really is, her, quote, true self. Yes. Her, you know, that was a big thing. And then in 4.13, we did actually see those scenes, those flashback scenes. Um, let's talk yep. about those flashback scenes. Kudos about- to the costume
0: designer. Fantastic job. I yeah. loved it.
1: Isn't his name Stephen Wright? Um, I think his name, I want to say his first name, his last name is Wright. I want to say Stephen Wright um yeah he did a great job the costumes um they did a very good job with the period outfits for the two of them
0: yes yes and you know emily rose i i've said it before i will say it again she is the queen of facial expressions she has an awesome job she, you can just tell when she goes from audrey to mara back to audrey when she's struggling you can see the distinction
1: Yes. I don't know how she does it. How Emily does. She gets this look in her eyes if if like this icy stare. Yeah. It, it's like she doesn't blink or something. I I don't know, but she just with such subtle subtleties, these little nuances, just, just a change in that... her eyebrow. Yeah. And I'm like, "Mara's dance. here. What?" <laughs> Mara's
0: here. Like even towards the end uh when you see the change, the, dis- the difficulty between that she's having in controlling Keeping Audrey there when uh, William yes. grabs onto her, you're like, yeah. oh no,
1: what just happened? Well, you know what it was kind of interesting to me too is like Audrey said that while well, she admitted there the connection was growing and that part of her liked it, I think that was her connection to Mara. She remembered that Mara liked it, but Audrey didn't like being evil and doing that. Audrey said, you know, Mara's nobody I want to be. It was an evil I don't want to have anything to do with. So it's kind of interesting. You know, Nathan had that trust in Audrey that she'd remain Audrey, and she saves people, she doesn't give troubles. And I think Audrey is like that, and our Audrey knew that she was like that. Um, But she saw herself as Mara, and she remembered that Mara liked it.
0: It's interesting, because um, I know there's a lot of speculation on Tumblr, on Twitter, on the web, essentially, about the fact that Was Audrey just a personality that you take off and take on? Is she someone new? You know, because when we talk about true self and whatnot, is Mara, is Audrey who Mara becomes?
1: Right. You know, is is she
0: now repentant for everyone? William always said, you know, I'm not talking about the trouble savers or the haven savers. The haven savers. The haven savers. I'm talking about your true self. Right. And... Is Mara the true self or was she the old one that you know yeah. yeah Audrey
1: changed? Uh-huh. Yeah very good, very good question. Yeah. But but William wants Mara, that's who he wants. So uh. Well William's in a big hole, so <laughs> well he, he's gonna be he's gonna be wanting Mara for a while. Yeah, I was talking with some people on Twitter this weekend and uh, fellow Haven fans and uh, we all agree that William was like a psycho obsessive possessive um sicko psycho with his uh what he thinks of audrey and mara and
0: (laughs) it's it's i can't say enough about how great a job colin ferguson did in playing a psycho who was personable Mm -hmm. crazy and yet still believed to be himself to be a good guy
1: yeah, I mean, the, William almost had a line or two that made us all, not quite uh, feel sympathetic for him. Like, you know, don't send me over this, the edge. Mm-hmm. It's, bad. it's worse over there. And, and um, you know, he said tomorrow I'll protect you no matter what or something along those lines. He did a great job with that character.
0: Because if you think about it, if you take the fact that William is trying to get the love of his life back, take out the factor that the love of his life is also someone who loves someone else. Let's just say it's two people. Okay. But he's trying to get back. Wouldn't you just say that he's someone madly in
1: love? Yeah, you could just say it and leave it at that, but I, I think it's a little more, right? I mean, no, I think it is a little bit more, but I think
0: William is just a guy who wants the woman he loves back. And he just doesn't see anything wrong with the fact that he's hurting other people with it.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. He's Um. his main goal, if you will, is just to get Mara back. And that's the woman he loves. Yeah. uh, You know, I think we were kind of led to believe that he told her he'd take care of her and he'd get her back and he wouldn't let anything happen to her. And now he's trying to get her back. I just feel
0: like William is a guy that lives in this in his own world in the sense that it's just the two of them. Everyone else is insignificant. And he said this much Um. In previous episodes, you know, where it doesn't matter. These people don't matter. Yeah. It's just them. Yeah. And, you know, in his world, he's just a guy trying to get the
1: woman he loves. Right. And he doesn't care what means he goes to, you know, re-troubling people, killing people. He he doesn't care. I right. Mean, everybody wants him gone because of the havoc he's wreaking and the lives he's taking and the troubles he's manifesting. Everybody wants him out of there. He doesn't care what he's doing. He just wants Mara no matter what lengths he has to go to to get her
0: right and because in his mind he's not doing anything wrong (laughs) that's the thing that's the thing that makes him a psychopath
1: yeah is that he doesn't think anything is wrong because nobody else matters well yeah the end justifies the means it's only about getting my true love back yeah it's weird he doesn't care there are no consequences in his mind right because when when he
0: first came and you know Even Duke in uh, the William scene was like, you know, you're going to fit in fine here. Yeah. Because he
1: put on such a personality that he got along with him. Right. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, there's so much that could happen with William. He could be, like you said, somebody we don't see for a number of episodes or maybe he's gone. Maybe he'll be back. I just, oh, I mean, where are the writers going to take that?
0: I am so curious as to what the overall story is. That's the thing, is that, you know, between season one and two, season three, season four, there's an overall story here, and mm-hmm. it's all... It's all it's... Audrey. hmm And it's interesting to see what that story is, because I feel like we're just... These first four seasons have just been a tease of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, um, you know... Is there more to Nathan? You know, he can only feel Audrey. Is there more to that than she's immune to the troubles? Is there something, you know, the barns, he just, he killed Howard and destroyed the barn. Um, What's, what's he, does he have more of a role in all this that we're going to learn more about? I, I'd i be surprised if he didn't. I
0: mm-hmm. think the thing being, um, he's the father of the Colorado Kid. Right. I mean, they have a kid together. Come on. We're talking about the Colorado kid. The whole story is based on Stephen King's Colorado kid. But yeah. when you're mapping out this story and you put in these two characters and you, ha- you have them together, essentially, or you lead up to it for four seasons, I find it hard to believe that he's just the baby daddy.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's just the guy who happened to be her partner that she falls in love with. There's got to be a little more behind that. Because let's go back. Let's go back to the chief.
0: The chief yep. knew who Audrey was. Right. I don't know if he knew that there was Amara, but he seems to have been more familiar with Agent Howard than the Teagues. So it's possible.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't think, I mean, he, I think of him as knowing Lucy very well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then why,
0: if he, he knows Audrey, he knows what she, what happens and why not. He tells Nathan it, it's up to him to protect her.
1: Right. And to protect this important. town. Yeah, she's too important to this town. You need to protect her. Yeah.
0: You know, why Nathan? I, I have a hard time believing Nathan is just eye candy. <laughs> I just, Duke is there. Right. Uh, you know, Lucas Bryant and Eric Balfour do an amazing job with both their characters. Oh, definitely. You know, and great actors. Absolutely. Hands down. They, they're the only ones I could see in these uh, characters. And Duke has been shown to be the self-sacrific- sa- self-sacrificing hero for Hayden. Right. Mm-hmm. How many times has he, like, put himself on the line? Right. Nathan also is the hero,
1: but I don't know if it's unintentional. I mean, he sh- shoots Agent Howard. Well, Nathan's kind of started out, you know, he's kind of like the strong, silent type. Um, you know, he always does right, so to speak. Um and the what? And then he did shoot Agent Howard, which was probably the biggest mistake he's ever made in his life. But he did it out of desperation. He didn't want to lose Audrey. Yeah. Right. Um, then he took on all that guilt in season four because shooting Agent Howard messed everything up. Um, well, you th- could you could also say that he pushed William in. Yes. And I'm sure some people will say,
0: "Hey, he kind of pushed William in." <laughs> that that. But my 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 thing, the reason I, I say this is is. I think it had to happen. Yeah. You know how Dave Dave knew that Audrey wasn't from here. Now that we talk, know that Dave was born in the other world. Right. And he said, you know, Vince needs to stop using her as a band-aid. Right. I feel
1: like what Nathan's actions all had to happen. They did kind of have to happen to make everything fall in line, yes. In order yeah. to end all of this, to find a
0: different way... You know, I, I feel like Nathan's actions, out of love, both times shooting Agent Howard, pushing William, both out of love mm-hmm. and to protect the town, sort of, uh, I think they had to happen. Otherwise, the cycle will continue.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think and Nathan is huge. Like I said, you know, maybe we'll learn a little more here, but, um, you know, he was the man she loved. We didn't, we don't know who Lucy loved and Sarah. Loved him, t- loved Nathan too, right? Right, and while Lucy may not have loved someone else; she may have just
0: right. loved the Colorado Kid, right? Knowing right. the yeah. Colorado Kid was her son, right? And the uh, thing is, what was interesting when we had that flashback uh, to nineteen oh one, there was a there was a past Audrey there. Mm-hmm. So that means there was a past Audrey in nineteen oh one. There had right. to be one in nineteen twenty eight, right? Nineteen fifty five. We know there was Sarah, right? 82, we know there was Lucy. Lucy. 2009 is our Audrey. Right. So we have a 1901 and a 1928 person we need to meet.
1: That we may very well find out about, yes. At least. Yeah. Oh, this could be very interesting, very intriguing, Amy. Good point. That's very intriguing, I think. You know, and it's was there more time hopping? Yeah, and who who was the true love of those incarnations of uh, Audrey, you know? It may have been that there was no true love, though. Yeah, maybe Nathan is the only person that all these incarnations of Audrey or Mara has really truly loved.
0: Well, you remember in um, Double Jeopardy? Yes. Was that Double Was Jeopardy, that? third season? Um, with the Gollum? Uh huh. Audrey and Duke are having that conversation about love. Yeah. And Audrey says she doesn't think love is something that you just forget. She said, I don't know
1: if love is something that can be erased. Yes. Thank you. That's exactly what she said. <laughs> Did you just know that? Yes, <laughs> I
0: love haven fans. Yes, that's that's exactly the quote um, I was looking for. and I think she's right. And I think Mara knows, and that's that's a discussion for later, but I think she's right. I think these haven savers, as I'm gonna call them, may, may have met people, may have gone. You know, people have come and gone through their lives. Guys have come and gone through their lives.
1: But I think she hasn't had a love until Nathan. I think so, too. Okay, you've got me going here now. So, like, when Audrey is getting, or Lexi is getting ready to leave the bar, the barn, and William, and she says to William, who will I be? And he says, whoever you most want to be. Mm-hmm. And she came back as Audrey. As soon as Nathan called her, you know, her face kind of lit up. And she's like, oh, I'm Audrey. And that was who she most wanted to be, is Audrey, who loves Nathan. So I think Nathan is very significant here. Right. I mean, and you know that. You realize that when William
0: comes back and he's like, wait, you're not Mara? That wasn't who you most wanted to be? <laughs> he was a little pissed. <laughs> he, he was surprised and uh, upset. I don't want to say it understandably, but for him, I guess it is understandably. Uh, but I think, I think all the Haven Savers believe the same thing that hate that love
1: isn't something that's erased
0: the fact that right. sarah felt it is uh-huh. because nathan
1: came back to her time right yeah because it was nathan exactly and i like i said i just have to reiterate you know when when william's when she william told her you will be whoever you most want to be she could have been mara or lucy or sarah or these other two versions you're referencing that we haven't heard about she came back as audrey nathan called her and she remembered and she came back as audrey who's in love with nathan so because she did have the memories of everyone else right she had lexi right
0: um lexi was premature but there was a lexi yep right because lexi should have been like 2027 or something like that 25
1: whatever <laughs> had stayed, yeah had she stayed in there has she stayed in there uh, but i think uh I think she would have been more like two thousand thirty-seven because doesn't Haven? Didn't we first meet Audrey in like twenty ten? Right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. My, it's a Sunday night. Math
0: isn't going to happen today. I don't do math either. So (laughs) you were closer than I. I started two thousand and added twenty-seven. But I think I think, and let me let me say this. However you view the relationships on this show, that is your right, and I respect that. Yes. This is just our interpretation of what we see the writers doing, and so there's no need for any bashing or anything like that. This is if you can feel free to express your difference of opinion respectfully. We, we are
1: always open to hearing it, uh, but this is our interpretation of this. Wanna... Haven um, hey or any show means different things to different people, and that's kind of the beauty of it. Is you can you know sit down and discuss it, and we can all interpret it differently, and it yeah. can all yeah. mean different things to us, and. It's kind of, you know, that's the fun part of it. Absolutely.
0: And it's been fun watching the relationships on this show. And I think uh, Mara, that, that's the other uh, argument people say is, right, Haven is a story about
1: love. But whose love is it? That's kind of everybody's. I mean, now, like, Duke and Jennifer, are they, Is Duke finally found his soulmate in Jennifer? Maybe. Um, maybe. You know, we don't want him to lose her. If indeed she's his true soulmate right now, that would be not good. That would be devastating. And, and, and you
0: know, I think you're right in this. It's the story about everybody's love. Some people say, the, 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 what did I read? That some people were saying that, it's, that we were led astray, that the story is really about the love between Mar and William. I disagree. I think what you said was right, Amy, in that I think it's everybody's love. It's the friendship love between Nathan and uh, Duke. Yes. The love between Duke and Audrey. However you view it, I think I, I think there is a love there. Oh, absolutely.
1: That and I think it's the love between Nathan and Audrey. Yeah, and also it's the love between, like, the Teens brothers. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we even saw the love between Nathan and his father in season one, the, the strain on that relationship. But there was there was love underneath it, for sure. We just didn't, you know, see it too often. Yeah, I think there's all the relationships. It's all about love, you know. I think that's at the heart of the show. That's my interpretation of it. Um, you know, I, I'm, sure. I, I'm excited.
0: I think that you're right. I think we have a fifth season, a fifth long season, and so episodes. It's going to be exciting to see the writers and what they're going to do. Watch it unfurl. Uh, we have about seven months before the first season of the first episode of the new season airs. We have probably what two, three months before the cast. Head back to Nova Scotia to film? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. There's going to be, I'm sure they're going to share some behind-the-scene photos. We have Comic-Con.
1: Yes, we have Comic-Con coming up. I've got, uh, on my little countdown clock here, soon Mean Haven starts on September 12th, which is pretty comparable to the last two years. That's 215 days from today. 215? Not that I'm counting.
0: <laughs> Why not? Why not? That is exciting. Two hundred fifteen days—that is less than a year. For those right. looking for something positive about the fact that we're in three digits, it's still less than a year, folks.
1: And like you said, Amy, the cast will be reporting uh, pretty soon. And, and like you said, maybe we'll hear from the writers' room or the production crew, in Nova Scotia—excuse me, Nova Scotia—as they're getting ready. And the cast will let us know when they're on their way. They'll tweet from the uh, from the you know from the shoots like they always do. So there's. Uh, you know, it's gonna be here before we know it. Absolutely, and stuff to look forward to. So
0: if you are not already, you should be following Eric Balfour on Twitter and Instagram. Sean Piller on Instagram. He is fantastic with behind the scene clips and videos and photos and stuff. Emily Rose does yeah. the same thing. Right. Uh, now that now that Lucas Bryan is on Twitter, maybe we'll get something from him. I don't know. That'd be maybe. that'd be
1: cool. Yeah. Yeah, and Emily has an Instagram account as well, Emily Rose LA, so I think it's the same handle as her Twitter.
0: Yes, check those out. Um, Follow it, subscribe uh, to those because they'll have it. Yes. And I I don't do, like, hardcore following like that where you'll find it. I think Sci-Fi Haven uh, does a pretty good job of putting that stuff. Also, Haven Main Blogspot is another one that kind of puts up-to-date stuff. You guys can check those blogs out. Because they'll probably have it. Otherwise, uh, I'll be talking about Haven on these podcasts with Amy joining me. So we got many more to come. Yes, we'll be covering a lot. We've got lots to talk about. Yeah, so the next one, we're going to try and just pick an episode. If you have any thoughts as to which episode we should talk about next, feel free to tweet us, either of us. Um, We'd love to hear from you, and we will talk about it. That sounds like a great plan. All right. And I think that should be it for the night. Oh, definitely. I think we covered a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, till next time, Haven fans, we are out tonight. This is Revisiting Haven.